0: Again, we're taking a break from Colossians tonight, uh, and I want to talk about one of the major themes that that God has put on my heart for this group of people, for all of you, and that is this issue or the theme of setting your course, right? You are in this time of life when it's all about decisions, right? And, And all of the decisions are now pretty much on your shoulders, right? left home, or you're close to leaving home, or you want to leave home, or, or whatever, or maybe you don't want to leave home and your parents want you to leave, whatever, <laughs> that you're, you're about to be, or already are, in the stage of life when you are asking and determining and, and making decisions that set your course for the rest of your life, right? And I, I, I feel it's, it's a privilege of mine because... I was your age and in your shoes and in your place when I was a young single guy and I got saved. I gave my life to Christ and my course was set in this same group. It had a really cool name. It was called Singles <laughs> because everybody in there was single and it was very descriptive. And if you wanted to find a, a boyfriend or girlfriend, you went to Singles. You know, that's, It was cool. And, and you actually found ones that loved the Lord, so it was pretty cool. I found that, that cute lady way back over there sitting by herself. Um, anyways, that was the time in life that God used incredible men and women of God to invest in my life to set my course. And so when I had the opportunity to come in here, God pressed that on my heart right away. Man, you gotta help those guys. You gotta help those girls set their course according to my word. What, what those men did in your life, you get the opportunity to do in theirs. And so I hope... I hope that's been a recurring theme for you and you're picking up on that, right? That's, that's just really important. So, choices, decisions, you know, setting the, the direction. Your life is a journey. And sometimes it's, it's from one place to another, but more than that, it's a journey from one experience to another. Right? The, the word that the Bible uses for this is, is course. It's a navigational term. Right? If we were in a boat... And we were traveling the seas, we would make a plan to chart our course from one place to the next. Right? We, would, we would chart our course from this island to the next island. If you read in the book of Acts, and we'll see a couple of verses here, when Paul was traveling from one place to the next, they set their course for a specific place, and, and off they went. The Bible word "course," it just most of the time you see it, it means from going, going from one place another. It's the path that you take to get there. You see that in Acts chapter 16, verse 11, it says, therefore, loosing from Troas, loosing just means setting off from, we came with a straight course to Simothrasia, easy for me to say, and the next day to Neapolis. So, a course, here you can see, it's just, a, it's a path. It's the direction they took. They didn't go around an island. They went straight from this island to that island. They took a straight course. In other places, the term is Translated voyage, we see that in Acts 27, verse 10, it says, And said unto them, serves, I perceive that this voyage, there's the, the course, this voyage will be with hurt and much damage, not only to the lading and the ship, but also of our lives. So Paul is saying this is going to be a dangerous course that we've set sail onto. This is going to be a tough one. You may not realize it, but you were actually born already on a course. We see that in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 2. It says, Wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. We were all born, we began our lives on the wrong course. We set off in the wrong direction. And and without somebody helping you out and telling you about Christ and letting you know what He's done for you and making him the Lord of your life. You're still on that course, right? But, but most of us in here, we've, we've chosen to, to make Christ our Lord and Savior. And so we've changed courses. He's, he's taken us from that course that was heading straight for hell. And he's gonna take us with him for eternity. And, and that's the best course you're gonna be on. Some places, your course is, is not just a path in Scripture. In other references, it includes a task, or a responsibility that you take on in life. Acts 13, 25, we see this reference to John the Baptist, and it says, As John fulfilled his course, he said, Whom think ye that I am? I am not he, talking about Jesus, but behold, there cometh one after me whose shoes of his feet I am not worthy to loose. Right. So, John wasn't talking about, they weren't, they weren't talking about John finishing his course where he was just traveling from place to place. His course was to set the stage for the Christ, the coming Messiah, for Jesus, who was going to come and lead the Jews to salvation, and all of the rest of us too. Right? His course was to set the scene for the Jews to be ready to receive the Christ. And so when he fulfilled his course, he fulfilled his mission that, that was set for him. Hebrews 12.1 shows us a, a little bit di- different aspect to this. It says, wherefore seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. What do we, what do we call the path that a race takes place on? Race track. It's a course. It is also a race track. Good. That's good. <laughs> it's a track but it's a course. You follow the prescribed course. And if we're going to follow this course that the Lord is asking us to to set out on, it may be dangerous like the one Paul was on. It may be difficult. One thing's for sure, we should probably slow down a little bit and make sure that the decisions we're making are in accordance to the direction that God's given. Some of us are in such a hurry to get to the next destination, you're going to miss what God's doing right now that's going to prepare you for that destination. Slow down. Run the race with patience. Slow down. You know, I think about those athletes that run with the parachute on. I'm so slow that that parachute would probably never even lift up, but, you know, put a parachute on. Slow you down just a few steps. See what God's trying to get you to see right here, right now, and make those decisions, because that's going to set your course. If you avoid it, if you push through it, if you're impatient, you're going to miss something, something important. He, he wants to do in you right now, for right now, and for right, or for later. Right? He, he has a plan. He has a good plan. So what we're doing in the well is we're tempting. To show you the course the Lord desires for your life. The, the good decisions that he has for you. Your course is always going to be within the boundaries of God's will. Right? If you're inside God's will, you have immense freedom to do, to choose, to go, to be, whatever you want. He, he's got plans for you, but you get a choice. But there's certainly a course within his will. And it's a good one. It's a course that's pleasing to him. And and when he's pleased, he's all about blessing. He's all about making sure that, that we know he's pleased. It doesn't mean there won't be challenges. It doesn't mean you will be rich. But you will be blessed. And you will have peace. And you'll have direction. And you'll know you're walking the way he wants you to walk. You won't have to keep asking. or is this what you want for me? I, I don't know. I don't know if this is okay. Acts 21, verse 7, it says, When he had finished, or we had finished our course, there's that word again from Tyre, we came to Ptolemus and saluted the brethren and abode with them one day. It's interesting, if you look, this word course comes up several times in Paul's life. Later on, we'll see, you know, he finished his course. But his course contained many of these other courses, these other destinations, these other responsibilities. His overarching responsibility was the same thing. What he was given from Christ on the road to Damascus was his course. But individually, there were different places he had to go to fulfill that course. He he had to go to different islands, different places, different destinations. There were three missionary journeys that you can track through the book of Acts, that Paul took. So his course was kind of a three-course meal, right? It's three courses in one. He He had to keep going out and keep going out. It wasn't finished when he traveled from one place to another. That was just a part of his course. That was a portion of the overall that he had. Maybe this will make more sense if I tell you my story, because my course started, again, like I said, when I was your age. I was in my early 20s. I had gotten tired of living my life for myself. I was very selfish. I had grown up in church. I knew the gospel. I just refused to give all to the Lord, to, to accept that gift that he had given me. Until I was tired of falling flat on my face, I had everything that I wanted, and I was still empty, and I was still pursuing me, and I was still selfish, and it all was empty. And then finally one day in, in the big room over across the, the parking lot, it was a communion service, and I just said, Lord, I'm, I'm done living for me. Because I, I can't provide what I'm looking for. I've never found it. I never will. I, I understand that only you, only Christ, only what you've done for me on the cross, only that can fill the void of what I'm chasing. I, I realize it. I've, I've been avoiding it for so long, but, but I give in. So in my early 20s, I I gave my life to the Lord, and I stepped away from the course of this world. It was the best decision I ever made. And I began walking with the Lord on a whole different course, and I, I began that journey. I said, there were men investing in my life, helping me to see the decisions that I needed to make. And I started getting involved in ministry opportunities within the singles group. I served... Uh, you know the, I was doing like John, I was at the door hey how 's it going, friend? Good to see you. Thanks for coming. And I was just doing greeting. I was doing activities. I was doing outreach. I was doing whatever whatever they would do. I was doing a children 's ministry. We had opportunities to serve there and and those men invested in me and helped me make decisions to serve and just to get involved and to start taking whatever classes were available and to get discipled and have somebody sit down with me and And teach me the basics of what God's word is all about. And that set the course for my life. Now maybe you don't want to be like me, and that's probably a good idea. God has a course for you. And, And it should start the same way. It should start with decisions to just take steps with him and follow him. And making those decisions, and they changed everything down the line for me. And I just didn't know it then. I got involved in, in ministry opportunities. I met my beautiful wife, Jenny, and you know, I had already come to understand that I needed to slow down and be patient, and the poor girl had to wait three plus years for me to propose and you know all that stuff. But she was she was learning that I was boring and slow and but but somehow Somehow, I was determined to do what God had for me to do. And she never would have known back then that this boring guy would you know, live such an adventurous life. <laughs> but we do. She was a godly young woman, and, and you know, she didn't know any better. And I tricked her into marrying me, and it was you know, the, the other second best thing that's ever happened, right? For sure. Together, we began serving in the first and second grade class. It turned into first through fourth grade class. Eventually, it was first through third. It changed all kinds of things, and, and nine and a half years went by of just serving kids, serving parents by serving their kids, by teaching their kids, by just, just being involved, just being a part of what's going on around here. We had the opportunity to lead volunteers to minister to kids. It was, it was awesome. We had no idea what we were doing, but we just knew that it was something that we should be doing. We should be a part of it. And God taught us a, a ton uh, through that time. Somewhere along the line, we started having kids, and uh, that's scary, right? Me, a dad, all that. Like, that's, somehow we've survived 14 years of that. And, you know, right before Weston came along, God was really, really pulling on my heart. It was, it was maybe two, week, two months before Weston was born, and I had heard Jeff talking about this thing called Ministry Tools and Training, and I was like, yeah, I probably should do that. They had already had one year of it, and, and something in my heart just said, you're about to have a son, and you don't have the first idea how to help that boy get victory over the sins that are still in your life. And let me just tell you, that scared me to death. And that fear helped us set the course for some decisions that I would make from that point forward. I called up Chris Van Sickle on the phone and said, Hey, I know oh. I missed the deadline for the sign-up for MTT, but is there any chance I could still get in? I feel like I really need to take that. And waited around and waited around, and, J- and Jeff let me in. And so I started into those classes, and, and I, I started into them with, with the right heart. God had, had scared me into doing it. For the right reasons. I wasn't doing it to impress anybody else. I was doing it because, man, I got to figure this thing out. I got to figure out how to walk with the Lord so that I can be the example for my family that I need to be. They need to see me making decisions that that are decisions of faith and following the Lord. And so that was part of my course. When I finished the two years of, of those classes, our course shifted from the children of this church to ministering to the parents of those same kids. We went to family life. It's the young family ministry here. In the midst of that opportunity, God presented me with one of the largest decisions of my life, and that was to leave my engineering career of 17 years at Grade All and potential uh, growth opportunities there. I was going to be, you know, upper, lower, middle management or something like that. I don't know, I don't know what it was, but there were opportunities of career growth. And and God gave me the opportunity to shift our course to come on full staff here and, and ultimately we did that. And became a pastor here. And after some time we transitioned family life over to Joel and Christy Herman, and they've done an awesome job there. And now they're transitioning to watch or to, to lead extreme and it's awesome. Uh, for a short time between you know, leading family life and coming over here, I was kind of in no man's land. I was, I was the uh, facility guy, like what Todd does, making sure everything's taken care of, and carpet is new, and door handles work, and just, just everything and anything that can break does. And so it was just, I was just like, okay, Lord, you know, whatever, whatever you need me to do. And, and in that time, God showed me that, that my job here was to make sure that Jeff's job here is doing the things that Jeff should be doing. Jeff shouldn't be taking care of those things. He shouldn't have to take care of those things. He shouldn't have to have certain conversations with everybody in a big church. And that's my job, to, to take those on. And so I, I took ownership over just being the guy that made sure that Jeff's job was to lead in vision and direction for this body. And God did a lot in me in this time when I didn't really have an identity on, on staff as a, a pastor. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then suddenly, in January and February of 2017, we had some people make some very bad decisions around here. And then, an attempt to, to divide our church body, we, we went through some turmoil. It was a bad time. It was at that point, three years and seven months ago, that Jenny and I shifted our course to come into the well. And it's been one of the most amazing times we've had. We've ministered with you and to you, and it's, it's been certainly some of the best years. Again, I was, I was in your shoes when I got started, and I hope and I pray that you know, what we've been able to give in this short three and, three and a half years has been what I was given. That's my hope. Second Timothy 4.7, Paul says, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. This was at the end of Paul's life. He knew everything was over. It was coming to a close. He was going to die soon. He was going to go back and be with the Lord. Paul's course shifted from the course of this world when we saw him in Acts chapter 9 and he became God's main mouthpiece for the church. he's following the Lord from place to place with a mission to lead others to Christ from there and onto their own adventures with Christ, onto their own courses following the Lord. I'm standing here tonight letting you all know what a great privilege it has been to serve you and to serve with you and to let you know that our course is shifting again to Columbus. You are looking at the Undeserving new lead pastor of the church plant in Columbus, Ohio. I don't know how to, <laughs> I don't know how to express, you know, my gratitude. Uh, it's been, it's been awesome. You all have been awesome. Jenny told me to make sure I don't just get up here and say, it's going to be awesome, we're going to have fun, and see y'all later. Uh, we do want you to know, this, is, this has been a hard, hard decision. We sincerely do love you all. And tonight's not, it's not our final night in here. We're going to have a, a transition period, but uh, I have a feeling it's, it's going to transition quickly. It's, it's, a, it's a runaway train. <laughs> Personally, I'm, I'm thrilled about what is going to go on in the well, what's going to happen, what where, the direction it's going to go. The course that you guys are on, it's, it's going to continue. The well isn't going to stop because I'm not in here. I'm not the well. You guys are. The well's going to continue, and, and Corey and Tricia Vansicle are going to join you on your course. Corey's going to take the lead, and it's going to be awesome. It, it's going to be incredible. I, I'm so excited. I've had the chance to work with Corey over the past several months as they've been fighting through the, the challenges in their life. And, and w- he's a faithful man of God. He's a student of the word. He's going to be and is the man that God has chosen to lead you to whatever's next. And I, I, I sincerely cannot be more excited. It's, it's going to be awesome. He's got more energy than I do. <laughs> he's got youth. He's got time. No, no, no three kids. I mean, you guys got benefits coming. It's very cool. It's very cool. Uh, they've, they've joined us tonight. If, if you don't know who Corey and Trisha are, they're back there, sitting quietly. And so, again, we love you all very deeply. We're we're excited for new things on the horizon. I'm, I am genuinely scared to death <laughs> of of what's next. And I say undeserving. It's not it's not a feigned humility. I'm. Anything I've ever been a part of that's been successful is because I've recognized that God has to come through for me. And one of the things that I would challenge you guys to pray consistently in your life is that God would allow you to be a part of something that's much bigger than you. Because if if you keep praying that and you mean it, he's gonna answer it. And maybe that freaks you out, because <laughs> it does me. I don't pray it every day because it scares me to pray that. But God brings me back to that prayer and he says, hey man, I'm, I'm listening and, and I'm here for you and I'm always faithful and I love you and, and I've got a big plan. And we're shifting course, but you're not finished yet. <clears throat> we're going to officially announce this in front of the church this coming Sunday I wanted to tell you guys first. I didn't want you to find out. I I would have loved to have just gone face-to-face with each one of you and told you in person, but this is is as close as we can get. I didn't want you finding out with the rest of the church. I wanted you to know know, from me in here. So at the Summer's End celebration, we're going to celebrate what God's been doing in Columbus. Uh, We'll make this announcement, and... I just wanted you to all, all to hear it from me first. So if you can do me a favor, uh, keep this between us. I know you guys are all great at, at keeping secrets, right? <laughs> keep this between us at least until Sunday, and tell whoever you want after that. Please for sure do not put it on social media. It's just, it's not, you know, the world's biggest secret. It's just, you know, you can tell your wife. She's not here tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Why, you two were? Um, it's, it's a big deal. But what I want you to take away from this is, you know, we're in the midst of the weirdest, most upside down, crazy time we've all ever experienced. I think most of us. And part of me, during this whole process, I was like, you know what, I'll just wait. I'll just wait until... Like November when the elections happen, and then, you know, we'll, we'll decide then. But, but God said, n- in so many words, He said, Why? Why are you going to wait for that? The, my commandments haven't changed. My faithfulness hasn't changed. Everything's the same. It's just this world's upside down. Why wouldn't you go now? Because right. hmm. I'm scared. Because what if? I mean, I'm, I mean, you picked me. How are you so sure that it's going to work out? Well, because he's going to build it. And I'm just going to be a part of it. Amen. And he's called not just me, he's called my whole family. And some of the scariest things is, you know, you're going to take your kids from a s- small town, big church with lots of friends and security to, this is just us. Elaine is gonna be the only teenager probably at first. So, man, if y'all would pray for us, those things are <laughs> quite intimidating. <clears throat> I wanna finish with a with a challenge from Acts chapter twenty when Paul said goodbye to the church in Ephesus. And from Miletus he sent to Ephesus, in verse 17, and called the elders of the church. And when they were come to him, he said unto them, Ye know from the first day that I came unto Asia, after what manner I have been with you at all seasons, serving the Lord with all humility of mind, and with many tears and temptations which befell me by the lying in wait of the Jews. He suffered some major persecution. And now I kept back nothing that was profitable unto you, but have showed you and have taught you publicly, and from house to house, testifying both to the Jews and also to the Greeks, repentance toward God, faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. And now, behold, I go bound in the Spirit unto Jerusalem, not knowing the things that shall befall me there. I have no idea what Columbus holds. I just know that God said I'm supposed to go. We are supposed to go. Save that the Holy Ghost witnesseth witnesseth in every city, saying that bonds and afflictions abide me. And here's the challenge. But none of these things move me. None of these things, none of the afflictions, none of the turmoil, none of the what-ifs, none of the unknown moves me. Neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy. And the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. What moves you? What is, what is the motivation for the course that you're on? And I, w- I want to finish my course with joy. And I can't look at my kids and say, hey, kids, we would have gone to Columbus, but, you know, COVID. I would have followed the Lord completely and, and to every place he asked me to, but, you know, friends, and comfort, and familiarity. I can't look them in the face and say, I didn't follow the Lord completely because of the trials of my life. I want to be able to say that I finished what God had for me so that they can be challenged by that faith to do the same. And my prayer for you guys is that you would see my life in that way. Not that you would think I'm some awesome anything. I, I, I don't I don't care about that. What I care about is that you see that it's worth following the Lord all the way. No matter what it costs. No matter where he takes you, no matter what he sets up, he's there. He's with you, he's faithful. And the things that should move you is the desire to finish your course with joy. And if you're going to finish with joy, you've got to set the right course now. You've got to make the right decisions now so that the next decisions are already on course and you can stay on course with him, not try to get back on. And if you've gotten off, get back on right now. Get back on course with the Lord. finish my course. Not, not just finish it, finish it with joy. Because that's the only way you're going to want to finish it. I'm going to pray and we can split up into our small groups. I know it's already 8 o'clock. I've talked, I, this is why I haven't been teaching during these things. I ramble and y'all know it. I hog all your small group, Tom. I'm sorry. If you would pray for my family, I would greatly appreciate it. If you could keep this to yourselves for a few more days until we announce this Sunday, that'd be awesome. Um, but no, we love you guys. We're going to taper off of responsibilities, and the vansicles are going to taper up. So we're not, we'll be here for a little bit. We, we haven't determined to a final date, it's not like, you know, you know, we're off the map today or anything like that. So we're, we're going to be here, we're going to hang out, we're going to help them get ownership of, of the role that they're, they're stepping into, and man, the Lord's going to do some awesome things in here. And I mean, I challenge you all to be as faithful followers of them as, as you have been of me, I, I, I appreciate that. I know you're following beyond me, I know you're following the Lord, and, and I, I know you'll continue to do it but I just want to thank you for that and and challenge you to to keep doing it. It, It's going to be awesome. Let's pray. Father, uh, those words of Paul ring in my ears that none of these things move me. I can't even even say them without getting emotional. As much as I don't want to move, I, I want to say thank you for including me, for moving me with the right things, with the right motivation to, to just be where you want me to be, to do the things you want me to do. I do not, I do not feel capable, I do not feel worthy, none of that even matters. What matters is that I follow you because you're faithful Thank you for using me in, in whatever ways you have and whatever opportunities you've given. I pray, Lord, that we would all be able to say that, that you've used us and, and other people see you for how amazing you are because of what you've done in our lives, not because of who we are, but because of what you've done and how you've changed us and how you've corrected our course and how you've given us purpose like nothing else can. I love you, Lord. I pray these things in Christ's name.